I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Find us on CLNS Media Daily, Thunder.com, Dash Radio at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast or watch us streaming the podcast live on YouTube on our Frypod tripod. I am Luke! Join this morning by Andrew. Slam through. And Taylor. Imagine I just did the first verse to One Week by Bare Naked Ladies perfectly. Mm-hmm. Slam through. Wow. Hey, you know where? that's my go-to karaoke song. <laughs> I know I couldn't do it perfectly. It I've is not. Yes, it is. Swear to God, I've done it hundreds okay. of times. Yeah, he. It's, and, okay, uh, go. No, do it. I can. Good for that. Hey, where in the world is Jamon San Diego? This is what we figured out. The <laughs> the job of youth pastor is a great cover for international assassin. I think that honestly makes way more sense than than just thinking that he just goes places. He's killing. <laughs> He's killing. And uh but people who do need to be killed. <laughs> He's a moral assassin. <laughs> uh so the playoffs are happening. The Warriors who are suddenly extremely fun again without Kevin Durant. Won a very exciting game last night against the Portland Trailblazers, uh, a game in which the Blazers controlled most of. They're up 15 and a half. And then the Warriors were the Warriors in the third quarter. And they were super fun and, like, nearly unhateable. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. Well, it's crazy. I haven't seen NBA Twitter speak so positively about the Warriors since 2016. I'm yeah. not exaggerating. Everyone yeah. loves this. And the news came out that like KD's calf strain is worse right. than they thought initially. And people were like, oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> so glad. Not even Thunder fans. Like all NBA fans. This has turned around so badly for KD. So he's out two more games at least. And so at least the dream scenario is alive in which they sweep <laughs> the Blazers KD comes back to the finals, and they lose to the Raptors or Bucks in the finals with Kevin. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be glorious? You think, I, I, it would be amazing, but I think the only way of that happening is if the Bucks make it through. I just I don't think the Raptors would stand any chance. Yeah, not the, I, I don't think the Raptors are going to get to the finals anyways. I, I mean, Pascal, like, where is he? Where'd he go? He's gone. Fred Van Vliet, their whole bench has not been good either. And, like, why did you pick up Jeremy Lin if you're not going to give him some run? 
Come on, like, dude. You need some Jay Lynn energy that Jay Linsky throw him out there. For Get real. some crap going. So it looks like we're headed for a Bucks Warriors finals, which will be super fun. Which would be awesome. <laughs> yes. And the Bucks could win. Like I'm I'm becoming a believer in this Bucks team that they could actually beat this Warriors team. Uh if Kevin comes back and kind of screws up with the chemistry of what they have going, because they have to change quite a bit. And it's just it's just a very intriguing storyline. And it does, I mean, Kevin hears everything because he listens to everything. And it's just funny, you know, that they're having so much no, success. No, dude, he doesn't. Him. Andrew, he doesn't care about this stuff that's going on. How many times does he have to say it? He does not care what everyone else is saying. He has no idea what's going on out there. You know what? You need to just worry about your team and don't worry about people at the top. Okay. okay? You're right. Wow, Taylor. Um, That's some perspective. This. <laughs> that is some perspective. That's what he told CJ McCollum, and now CJ McCollum's playing his team without KD right now, which is hilarious. <laughs> but... Um. Did you see that Seth Curry said the Warriors are harder to guard without Durant? That's very ex- He said that after the game last night? He said it before the game. Okay. They said, and he said it's easier to game plan defense for the Warriors when they have Durant. And it's kind of true. They're more, they're, yeah, they're not running around like crazy everywhere. It's more, there's, yes. a, there's a lot and more isolation. I think, and it's like, this is Steph Curry's brother who's saying this, and you can kind of assume that this probably comes from conversations he's had with Steph about all of this. I you mean, know? You could assume that to be true. <laughs> hey, did you guys know I love that? Did you guys know that this is the first time two brothers have played against each other in the conference finals? Really? I mean, I might be breaking news on the podcast right now. Man. Hate to see it, brother versus brother. I'm joking because they won't stop talking about the Currys on the broadcast or anywhere else. <laughs> it's, it's confused. It's only about. I mean, it's unbelievable. Hey, you know what? I I'm really not happy that the Gasol brothers are not getting the same amount of attention and respect because Pau Gasol is on the Bucks roster. So there are brothers on either side. Oh it's the first time it's brothers, 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 brothers. Yeah. First so, time. Oh, my God. I forgot Pal's just wasting away on the Bucks bench right now. The disrespect level for the Gasols during these conference finals is at an all-time high. Which I'm of, sorry, but Andrew, can you tell me the Gasols are as cute as the Curry brothers? I'll tell you this. I think yeah. that the Gasol brothers would be a 100% better hang than the Curry brothers. Oh yeah, that's that's completely true. But if I have to look at two sets of, or if I have to look at a set of bros on TV, I want cuter bros to look at. And which bros do you think are cuter? <laughs> well, the Currys are cute. It's kind of undeniable how cute they are. But Pow and Mark are like, those are the guys I'm hanging out with, drinking beers, watching cute bros on TV. Uh, okay, yeah. so shifting the conversation from cute, cute bros. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, first, let's talk about you know the NBA draft is coming up. Oh yeah, June twentieth, and we are having 
a little get-together, a watch party, if you will. We are. We are watching the NBA draft together, and we want our listeners to come out. We're having it at Banquet Cinema Pub here in Oklahoma City, and, and it's an all-ages venue. It is. I bet there are people out there who are like, man, I love DDD, and I want to introduce it to my baby child at a live event. Couldn't do it before. Could not. Now you can. It is an all-ages venue. It starts at 6 on June 20th in Oklahoma City, downtown, at Banquet Cinema Pub. We're going to be talking, uh, hyping this thing up. It's going to be awesome. If you've ever been to our uh, draft parties, watch parties before, they're a ton of fun. And uh, we're also going to have, again, our mock draft competition to where uh, you're going to be able to fill out a, a mock draft. And the winner is going to get some big-time prizes. Big time. So we will. there will be prizes from several of our sponsors, gift cards and stuff like that. Probably a prize pack from Oklahoma Shirt Company. Uh, so this place is super cool. They have big screens, like movie theater-sized screens. And so we're going to have the draft party inside one of their theaters. You can have food and drink in there. They make uh, gourmet pizza there. Uh, I think it's New York-style pizza. Very, very good. Uh, and it's just a place where we can all come and hang out. You have to be present to win. And so I'm going to release the mock draft stuff later on this week. Hopefully uh, we'll have that ready and you guys can start filling out your mock drafts or at least getting ready for that. So it's going to be super fun. So come hang out with us, Banquet Cinema Pub. On June twentieth at six p.m. It's gonna be a fun time. You know, in the movie Gremlins, when all the Gremlins got into the movie theater. Yeah, that's what we're gonna look like watching the draft. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. You guys come hang out with us. <laughs> hey guys, let's move on to Twitter questions. Oh, well, I'm not ready for that yet. Oh, you're not? No, no, no. I was trying to transition earlier to something else. Ooh, what? So I just asked a question on Twitter just to see what people said. Um, what should the Thunder's number one priority this summer be? Taylor, do you have an answer to that? Um, no. You don't have any answer. None. None answers. Like, what should they do? If they're going to be better next well, year, what do they I need to do? I feel like... I mean, they need more shooters. But I don't know if that means... Uh, if internal development with these young guys they have or like try to trade Steven Adams. Yeah. But, uh, I just, I feel like they have to get shooters because if they're running back Russ and Paul George, that's all that it is. You have to give them help. Yeah. I think most, I think, what do most, you think? most people said shooting, uh, at John underscore Mitchell three says re-signing Raymond Felton. Number one priority for the thunder. Which I can't, it's, it's one B. Uh, Adam Jacquez says getting rid of the Storm Chasers, priority number one for it, the Thunder. It, it's really hard to state how much the Storm Chasers are holding back the Thunder. People wonder why they hadn't won a championship. You name like all the great players that they've had, and the reason is the Storm Chasers are so distracting they've to everybody. They're trying to distract the other team from like shooting free throws, but you got to think they're just as distracting for our own team. Yep. Anyways, yeah. I've never thought about, like, how the negative mojo of Storm Chasers really affects the game that's happening on the floor. 
But in my life journey the past year and a half or so, I've really come to understand uh, or a better understanding of flows of energy, both positive and negative. And so this is really ringing true to me right now. Yeah, uh, I think it's 100 percent true. Uh, I do. Th- I think that shooting is obviously important. It's not like this team was the worst shooting, like three-point shooting team in the league. I think they do need to improve their free throw shooting, which starts with Russell Westbrook. Like if Russell can shoot like he did in the playoffs for the Thunder in the regular season, like their their free throw percentage is going to like skyrocket because he was so bad in the regular season. So I think that's one thing. Uh, health is prop to me being healthy going into the playoffs is like that's priority number one for me. Yeah. So whether so obviously guys are getting taken care of right now as far as surgeries and things like that go, but I think monitoring minutes uh, and doing some load management for some of these guys I think should be something they should think about. But I think that just means having the team behind our main guys that everyone that the coach trusts is that so that is almost included in shooting for me. Like we have to have people that can play so that we can do load management and have like play, you know, yeah, the eighth, you know, ninth, tenth guy on the bench. And so we need and to do that they need to be good players to be able to play them enough to let these guys rest. Yeah, I mean like they can play them against some of the bad teams anyways. Like they, they should do that anyways. I mean they they need to rest like if you have three games and four nights, rest them on the third night. One I, of one of them on the third night. I agree. You know, I mean, whether or not you have a great player behind them. I mean, the Spurs have not always had great players behind their guys. But if you give, I mean, you give these guys, any of these guys a chance to play, like some of them are going to show out against bad teams. You know, Nader played really well against the Suns. You know, I think he scored 16 points or something like that against the Suns this season. Is Nader a good player? Like, no. Like, he's not a good NBA player. But if you just give guys opportunities, like, guys are going to score. I mean, that's just – that's how the NBA works. That's why, like, when the Sixers were so terrible and they were tanking and they had Joel Embiid that was hurt and they had just all these bad players, like, they still average, like, over 100 points a game because, like, someone has to score. Like, someone will score. And people started to want to trade for those bad players. Right. Like, do you remember uh... – What's his name? Hollis Thompson, was that his name? Yeah. Who would, like, shoot threes, and people were like, that, that might be someone who could contribute on a uh, on a championship-level team or playoff-level team, and he's not in the NBA right now. Right. We had that during that one horrible, horrible season when everyone was hurt. Perry Jones had that game where he, like, scored 30 points and then got hurt in the same game. Yeah, <laughs> and, and now, like, Perry Jones is in the big three. Like, oh, congratulations, PJ3. Yeah. So, Hanging out the ice cube. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, I think that health is one. I think, two, just learning from the experience of these last two years and, like, letting that be a motivation for this team, even beyond, like, going to get better players. Like, even look at the Blazers. Like, the Blazers, they, they've acquired some players that have been helpful, sure. But did they really upgrade their talent all that much from last year to this year? Like, not really. Who is different? Who is different that's contributing? Like, Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood was not on their team last year. Seth Curry wasn't on their team last year. 
So like they've they've added guys, true. but they're those guys aren't like tremendously yeah. talented. You know, like those guys weren't difficult to acquire. Like Seth Curry's on a small contract. Rodney Hood was acquired for two second round picks. They're shot makers. They just they just hit their shots. You're right though. Um, those are you know, tw- those are like small tweaks. Of, you know, like they're not major acquisitions. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of even you know the Derek Fisher era here in OKC. Hey, will you turn your video off, only? Taylor? Will you turn your video off? You're kind of crackling a little yep. bit. Okay, keep going. Hold on one second. This would be when we have like a technical difficulties uh, <laughs> thing pop up. A la Gremlins 2 when they burn when they burn the film, the exact film they are in. Right. And then Hulk Hogan has to come in and yell at him to start the movie again. I'm a huge Gremlins Okay, how's fan. this sound? Oh, it sounds oh, much so much better. better. Yeah, see, I thought that are you serious? So yeah, much better. Heck. Taylor, are you a huge Gremlins fan like me? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I love the uh, I love the one that's called Mohawk. Yeah, I actually I know exactly what you're talking about. He's man, he's he's a crazy little critter. I'm just I'm saying I'm going to say what we're all thinking. Where? And when is Gremlins 3? Who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? Unbelievable. Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, I was thinking was, of Lepre- hey, Leprechaun. What was your, what was, you were making with Jennifer point. Anderson. Was it about Mike Conley? What are you talking about? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was about Derek Fisher. But the whole point okay. being, like, Derek Fisher wasn't, like, Derek Fisher wasn't a very talented guy. But yeah. he came off the bench for this team and he just hit he really he just hit his shots Mm -hmm. and all you have to do is have a dependable player role player out on the floor and it helps your stars so much yeah it just relieves so much pressure yeah for sure the the fact that the fact that Rodney Hood and Seth Curry have the potential of getting 12 to 20 points on a given night in the Western Conference Finals is huge for Portland that's the difference between them this year and last year. And, it, and you're right. It's not much. When we're talking about that, that was what that one season Anthony Morrow was for us a little bit. Because there's that one final – there's that one uh, playoff game where he just like had 12 in like the first half. Yeah, he's t- he was – Morrow's tough to play because he just can't move. But, yeah, no. you need just shot makers off the bench. But to me, it's – everything is – going to begin and end with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And sure, you can add players. They're going to add players. They're going to add shooting this offseason. Like, I just have no doubt about that in my mind, that they're going to add players that can play. They're going to replace Alex Abrinas in some way. They're going to hope to get Dre back for the season. Mm-hmm. Like those, And, like, adding two players of that caliber is huge. But to me, what did Russell learn? From this past season. What did he learn from that playoff series? Because I think that he's he's got to kind of mature a little bit through this process. And if he's not going to, if he's going to be the exact same, like attitude-wise, still having like really bad frustration fouls where he's trying to, you know, outman his guy and trying to show him how big and tough he is. Like if that stuff is still happening... I can think it puts a ceiling on this team. The problem is is that I think a lot of that and a lot of Russ in the playoffs was a result of 
Paul George being hurt and Russ having to take on a bigger yeah. portion of playing. Like, if Paul George was 100% and, like, the offense could run through him, like, Russ through the season, you got to think, like, pre-All-Star break, he wasn't doing all of that stuff. Still, he's doing a little bit of it. Yeah. But deferring much more, like, you know, his assists were wild, and he was he was deferring a lot more to Paul George, and that's what... I want to see next year and learn that Paul needs to be healthy so Russ can do that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a part of it. But still, like, Russell's inconsistencies, he played, like, two good games in that playoff series. Yeah. And he was inconsistent in the others. Where he was erratic, he was not taking the same types of shots game to game. That game one that they lost where it was very close, he played nearly a perfect game, and everybody around him just wasn't very good. If he played like that, if he played like he did in game one and game five, I think there's a chance they win the series, even with a hurt Paul George. And so, like, I think you just yeah. want more consistency, not in, like, Russell's going to have good and bad shooting nights. Like, that's fine. Like, he's not a consistent shooter. Hey, like, Dame has had good and bad shooting nights, you know? Like, he's had really bad shooting nights since they beat the Thunder. And Brooke Lopez. Right, like you can be a guy that doesn't shoot well game to game. That's okay, but when you play differently every night, depending on like your attitude or your mood or things like that, that's where it's like okay, like you have to take a good hard look in the mirror and figure out how to be a little bit more consistent. And I think that that begins and ends with Russell Westbrook. And I don't think this is a well, Billy Donovan's not telling him what to do or how to be. Okay, like I know that I. I think it would be nice to have a fresh coach on this team. I don't think it's going to happen. I also don't think that, like, Billy does talk to him. The organization talks to Russell. I know there's people out there that think that they don't at all. That's 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 fine, but that's just not true. Like, they, everybody understands what needs to be done, and it really it's going to take Russell focusing, because he still has a tremendous amount of talent. Like, he's not done. I know a lot of people would like to say he's done. But to me, he's he has another level to go to, and it's just and it's really honestly a maturity level. Um, if he can shoot better, great. Uh, I wouldn't count on it. But if he can just up it, if he can shoot better from the free throw line, and kind of get better maturity wise, I think that this team has that next level to go to. Uh, yeah, I, think we I should also start pronouncing it maturity. Okay, you know my dad does that. My dad says it like that. It drives me insane. It's a, it's he a, says mature, mature. It's a very dad move, mature. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I, every time he says mature, I say manure. <laughs> well, that shows that all that does is show your lack of maturity, and it shows my lack of respect for the old man. Aww. Just kidding. I love and respect my pops, old Brian C. Dickerson. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought it was interesting. Most people said they want to acquire shooting. Other people like brought up trades that they want to see. Obviously, Bradley Beal was brought up. People were talking about Mike Conley, which I'm, I don't quite see that um, for either team, honestly. Well, what, and I think people are only bringing up Mike Conley because he's coming up with like in the Phoenix Suns trade Cause he's gossip. Because he's available, yeah. Yeah. But why would we trade a bunch of stuff for Mike Conley, 
who Russ isn't even gonna let like do his thing at all anyway. Yeah. And if you're Memphis, like, would you rather keep Mike Conley or would you rather have Dennis Schroeder? You know, he's half the price, but still, like, Mike Conley means so much to that franchise. Like, I'd rather just keep Mike Conley, you know? Like, and, yeah. then, and then what asset are you giving up for him? For the Thunder? I mean, I wouldn't give up Ferguson for him. As much as people love to throw Diallo into trades, like, the dude doesn't have trade value. <laughs> he didn't play half the season. You know, you can't, you can't act like he's like a sweetener. He's just like a guy. Yeah, and what if he turns out to be, on the other hand, what if he turns out to be really good? He could And be then good. you're like, right. We gave him up for two And then you're like, wow. Wow, the Thunder trade another really good young player. Can't believe they did that. You know? Yeah. But it's like all the fans ask them to trade their young players constantly. Yeah. Uh, I had something to say about the – so going back to Russ' personality and leadership qualities. And then also I do think that that relates to role players and their confidence in taking shots. Because if you play with Russ, I do think that his uh, lack of leadership qualities and some of his leadership qualities positively, I do think you have to overcome them to figure out how to stay confident in a game because if he if you miss three shots that he passes to you he doesn't trust you anymore and you know that like he I will don't know that you I, will know I, that he's not, not a trust be- you anymore i'm not a believer in that you're not a believer in it no 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 he he yells at guys to shoot all the time like he yells at jeremy to I shoot i know but if they he miss yells at to shoot. if they miss he tells them to right. keep shooting and if they <laughs> He does. He wants guys to shoot. Are you done? Are you done? (laughs) No. Go on. I think Russell's, I think Russell is a, I think the way that he is leading and the ways that he thinks that he's leading, like ways where he is, I think that like Jeremy Grant, Terrence Ferguson probably don't become the shooters that they are without the confidence that Russell Westbrook has given them you know, to shoot the basketball and giving them the basketball. Um, The ways that he's leading in ways that he doesn't think he's being a leader is when he does the frustration fouls and whenever he is, you know, making it about him versus Dame and stuff like that, where he's leading. Right. But he doesn't think he's leading in those moments. Probably he probably is just acting, you know, just, he's just doing his thing, you know, but what he doesn't realize is like those are leadership moments too, you know. Hey, yeah, guys, those boys are watching you, Russie. Guess what? Leadership never stops. That's what I've learned. That's true. In my years of being, did leader. you learn that in uh, high school? What What was the leadership uh, like camp you guys would do? You know, so much of it is uh, I was born with my natural leadership qualities. Wouldn't you agree, Andrew? You would. I'm right. going to be a leader in this moment and say that you would agree with that. Oh. <laughs> I would also agree that it is now time to move on to Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Hey guys, our first Twitter question comes from at Tyler Beats One. Who wants to know who would you want the Thunder to send to the draft lottery? Hmm. Definitely Rumble. No one respects us anyway. <laughs> I I kind of agree with that. 
Rumble would be great. He would be, you know, he'd get all sorts of hijinks. Uh, but for real, who would you send? Or I would for real send Rumble. Can do you think he has a suit? Because I bet he does. Yeah. <laughs> Rumble suit. It would look great. You know, I bet he cleans up. Okay. Or they'll send someone that's like very respectable. You can't find any dirt on them. Eaton Thomas. Eaton Thomas. A Thunder Legend. Yeah. Uh, Shane the Beat. <laughs> who's like the funniest? Send, like, who's the funniest former Thunder Nanad player? Nanad would be great. Robert you bring Swift. him over like from you, Russia? You like f- go find Robert Swift wherever he's at. Oh, you know who would be the most hilarious person to, to send to the draft lottery as a representative for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Is Mitch McGarry. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh because God. what it would That'd say, be it would say Mitch McGarry, professional bowler. <laughs> below, <laughs> below his name. I'd love that. Representing the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you know he'd just have the goofiest smile on his face yeah. the whole time. Mitch McGarry, big snake guy. <laughs> he would his good luck charm would be a snake. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> That's my choice. Mitch McGarry. Guy like Mitch McGarry, I miss him. Mitch McGarry, what do you thinking? What do you thinking the Thunder needs to do in this lottery? Oh man, I'm just hoping our ball kind of slithers down towards the exit hole and pokes its little tongue on through, and we get in the lottery. Is that a, that's a snake metaphors? That's all he's talking about. All he does is talk in, in snake <laughs> snake talk, but not like slithering snake talk. That's good. That is good. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. Mitch McGarry's a big uh, Harry Potter fan. (laughs) The only reason he has snakes is because he loves Chamber of Secrets so much. And we have it completely wrong. It's good. Chamber of Secrets is good. The movie or the book? Both, man. How do you pick? But they're both so good. Luke, you're such a dork. The the guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Kyle Volkner. Volker, I'm sorry. He has kind of a trade call. On a recent low post, there was talk of Horford and his future with the Celtics. Could he pull a CP3 and opt in if he's traded to OKC? We have Adams, Shooter, a big trade exception. The money could work. Yeah, it's very it's possible. So to me, it begins everything this whole offseason in a lot of ways is about like what is Kyrie Irving gonna do? You know? Like, is Kyrie actually going to leave the Celtics? Is he going to go join Kevin Durant in New York? Like, if that happens, like, that changes the landscape of the league. And it also kind of changes maybe the trajectory of the Celtics. Because if you're Boston, do you want, like, do you want Al Horford to opt in and stay for another year? I mean, or do you want to try to trade him to get younger assets? And if you're the Thunder... Like, what's the most that you give up for Al Horford? Jeez. Some people – so you wouldn't do Steve for Al Horford straight up? Uh, I probably would. Ooh. Okay, well, then that's what I would say. What other – I think you might have to sweeten the pot a little bit for for Boston. Why? Because Steve's, he, Steve's you go, deal is longer. Yeah, but if their whole thing is to just go younger and start building around Jalen Brown and Tatum. Who has more value right now, Al Horford or Steven Adams? 
for what they're trying to do right now, Al Horford, I think if Kyrie leaves, you'd have well, to, you'd have to add some money anyways to the deal. You would, yeah. Al's that Al, much more expensive. He'll make thirty in his last wow. year. Wow! I don't want him anymore. <laughs> so like Stephen, uh, let's see. Do they? I don't know. I don't think they even have any bad contracts. Yeah, they don't. I mean, I, except for Gordon Hayward, and like you can't. <laughs> Cannot make that happen. Um, I mean, I think that that kind of deal makes a lot of sense for OKC. Like, would you do Stephen and Dre for Horford and Aaron Baines? Yes. Do yes, they, just so that that uh, the Aaron Baines, Aaron Baines account. <laughs> account will start having Aaron Baines uh, clips of him in OKC uniforms. Yeah. Uh, I think that, well, yeah, that, that, I mean, that deal like works cap wise. And I think adding a vet like Al Horford, who obviously knows Billy well, played for him, won two titles at Florida under Billy. Um, and then just being like a, a veteran, I think this team just kind of needs more veterans and he's definitely kind of a veteran leader. I think that would be super helpful to this team. And they would miss... Like, Steven's awesome. And I think that they're not going to trade Steven. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they did. Um, but getting a guy like Al Horford who can hit threes and still defend well and be the anchor of your defense, but will stretch the floor, I think that's just huge. I think it's ma- I think it would be massive for this team. Uh, he's a great, it is. Great passer. And he's fits in along the timeline of these other guys too, which, um, which I think matters. Yes, that's a, that is a win now move, and I like. I the only thing I like about Horford better than Steve right now is that he will kind of like. Um, I know in the regular season he has tendencies to not show up to games or kind of go. Uh, play his role too much kind of like Steve does but Al Horford always shows up in the playoffs he's always been his best self in the playoffs or in big games and I feel like it's because he does allow himself to be a little bit more competitive than Steven does in the moment Mm -hmm. you know and uh, I think that's that's like the only thing that's different about them that I like better and the three-point shooting and his name's Al (laughs) and <laughs> his name's Al. Yeah, it would it would be a big deal for the Thunder. Like that's a big splashy move. And if they lose Kyrie, they're not going to get Anthony Davis probably because it doesn't make sense for them to try to trade for him because you're not going to trade Jason Tatum at that point. Get a younger center that has a few more years on his deal that maybe can grow with your team. I'd be so, it would be so sad though. How sad would you feel if you when when you saw Stephen Adams in a Boston Celtics jersey? That'd be really sad. God, I wouldn't like it. That'd be devastating. And like half the like wall art around the city is just immediately <laughs> immediately has to be redone. That's so true. That's so true. I, I didn't that. think about that. It would be so sad. Like I I don't think they're going to trade him for a lot of reasons. Um, but a, a deal like that makes sense. There's pr- there's probably just a few players in the league that make sense to trade Stephen for, and I think Horford's one of them. 
and if you're the Celtics too, like maybe you don't want to trade for Steven Adams and keep Al Horford to help develop your young players. He stretches the floor for them too. And he's an expiring deal. You know, he comes off the books. That gives you uh, just some more wiggle room next off season. Mm. You know, so that, that might make some sense for them. They also have, you know, Gordon Hayward, who's not exactly young and he has uh, two years left at like 60 something million. So, Hey, Terrence Ferguson just turned 21. Yeah. What are we worried about, everybody? We're winning a championship next year. <laughs> Our third best player is only 21. Yeah, he's second best now. Yeah, he's going into his third year, and he's younger than a lot of guys in this draft. <laughs> that is crazy. And he never went to college. He's just been playing with the big boys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Speaking of not going to college, our next Twitter question is from at Implicit Storm. He wants to know, what should I worry about after I graduate from high school? He hasn't been to college yet. He's just graduated high school. What should he worry about first? Nothing. Man, don't worry about anything, man. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you what you need to worry about. It's this. The party. <laughs> Worry I, about the party? You gotta worry. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta make it. This is gonna define you. Have you ever seen uh, uh, Can't Hardly Wait? Is that right? Is that Can't Hardly Wait? No, 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 no. Is that the movie where it's the big after high school party with like uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and all them? No, that's not another teen movie. No, it's different. But yeah, that's, it's, that's Scream. Oh, you're thinking of the scene in Scream? No, I'm not. <laughs> but, but. I don't know. What's <laughs> but that you watch that movie and worry about what they worry about. I totally disagree with what Luke and Andrew are saying because that's how I treated college right after high school and I quickly got suspended from college and there really? is I don't think you can get yeah. suspended from college. Oh really because I think someone I that got suspended, suspended. I think someone that, yeah. that got suspended from college might know. Were you ever suspended from college, Luke? No. Then how would you know that? Well, I guess I don't know. I never got sent to the principal at college either. Did you? <laughs> well, I didn't get sent to the principal either. Listen, this is what I'm saying. Now, kid who's asking this question. Sorry, young man. You probably don't – I don't know you, but if you're anything like me, you didn't respect school in high school. You did what you needed to do. You got through if there was some homework you didn't want to do, you just said, screw it, I'll take a zero. I can afford a couple zeros this semester. And you get a C, and you push on through, and you get the diploma, and you go to UCO. Well, when you get to college, <laughs> you, can't treat, you cannot treat school like that anymore. You can't just say, ah, I don't want to do this paper. I bet I could take a couple zeros in college. It doesn't work the same way. What you need to worry about is just do the assignments and then you can party because there's not a more <laughs> feeling. This is than what suspended th- from college. This is what you need to focus on. Have the summer of your life, man, and then go to college and take it seriously. <laughs> go to college how about that and figure out how many zeros you can. Here's take. the thing about this: I'm sure you're sitting there saying, "College, college, will it be what I imagine?" Will it be what I imagine? A popular song that talks about this, and we'll send it to you. <laughs> hey, guys. 
Sorry, but congrats on graduating from, on from, col- from college. This is so fun. Congrats on uh, graduating from high school. Uh, we did the one where you read draft names. Huh? Which There's one? one about you reading draft names. Let me see which one it is. Um, okay. Okay, here's one. It's from at Josh Underson Morrison. He wants to know what draft name is Luke going to bungle the most? There are actually a lot of names to bungle. For me to bungle? Shoot me some. I'll read some. Point to them and I'll read them. Okay. And I'll get, guys, get, get ready for the bungle zone. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Ri Hashimura. That's really pretty good. I'm I'm very good at uh, Japanese names. Japanese names because yeah. of wrestling. Let's talk about Siku Dingabuya. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, let's talk about uh, Boy Boy. Boy Boy. <laughs> Is that Boy Boy? <laughs> boy Boy. Is that Boy Boy? <laughs> bowl Bowl. No, that's Boy Boy. I, Luke, let me ask you because the I's and Why L's are running together. Capital I. Why would they have a capital I at the end of a name? Well, I think it's I think it's an underscore I. I'm far away, and I, I think I might need glasses. Uh, let's talk about Mufungu Cabangele. Oh, pretty good. Well, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Uh, let's talk about Melissa Thibule. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I'm, I'm sort of th- thinking I might need glasses, and I'm, I'm very excited. I'm going to look so smart when I, when I get them, if I get them. Uh, I think that's, that's prob- those are probably the toughest ones. I killed that boy but- boy. But Mat- Matisse Tybal is Wait, somebody that here's one. Here's one. Mieoni. Not bad. There's a person <laughs> named in the draft named Kyle Guy. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's great. And name. he's he's like pretty good. What do you imagine him to look like, Luke? Um, like every creative character ever in NBA, like 2K or NBA Live. Oh, that's hilarious, Kyle Guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Kyle Guy. No, I, like that would be to me. That would be like the name of some frat boy in a skit, you know. And uh, that's exactly what he is. He's like this white kid who makes really annoying faces, but he's really good. Yeah, I love that. So Matisse Tybel, somebody that's kind of interesting, McKelly and I. I don't know if we'll talk about him on Monday. That's Melissa. But he's somebody that like there's been murmurs that he's gotten a promise and a lot of <laughs> murmur. People- a lot of people think it might be the Thunder. Um, and he's a guy that <clears throat> is older than both Terrence and Hamadou. Hey, here's, he's 22. Here's a great here's a great Twitter question. It comes from at Elephant King. He wants to know, can we start calling Andrew the Oracle after you predicted New Orleans winning the lottery? I did predict it earlier in the day. Wow. Uh, so the Oracle, it's, it's very reminiscent of uh, Kevin the Servant Durant. Yeah. Is it? I just—he's a servant, man. That's why. That's what he wanted. He gave it. He <laughs> gave himself his own nickname, the servant. Yeah, he—he's got to cringe at himself saying that, right? Today, it was so lame. There's no way that he would say that today. So lame. There's absolutely no. no there's no, no, no. There's no way. And he say, "I'm, I'm more like a serpent now, man." Because it, it, it was so dumb. Because at the time, he had. His coolest nickname, which was the Slim Reaper, at the time, and that's the one he said he didn't like. He wanted to be called the Servant. Yeah, he is such a loser. He's just KD though. Like you can't, like you can't force right. these nicknames. Like what's the like what's the last like nickname for an NBA player that 
you call them that. Like when you refer to them, that's what you call them. The king, man, LeBron. I only refer to him as a king. Uh, Black Mamba, White Mamba, Red Mamba, Red Rocket. <laughs> okay. Do you need more? The Grand Wizard, Tim Duncan. What about what about now? Like who's who's the guy in the NBA right now that has a nickname that you refer to him as? Chef, Chef Curry. Of uh, the beard, the beard, <laughs> the beard, the beard, the brow, mm, big ol' Al Horford. <laughs> I just refer to him as big ol' <laughs> big ol' <laughs> big ol' dude. Trade Steve for big ol'. Yeah, I can't wait for big ol' to get here. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. I, I uh, let's do one more Twitter question. What? Let's do this. Let's say this. It's from at Worth Lambert. He wants to know, or he says, statement, Stephen Adams shooting threes. Should he develop this over the break? He says yes, but his coworkers are giving him hell, saying he cannot hit free throws. Uh, he cannot hit free throws. But, then, but, it, but it would make sense that then he, but he can make threes. This is what this person is saying. Do you agree? I mean, here's the thing. Like, shooting threes and free throws in practice is so much different than shooting them in game. And he's never taken one in a game, seriously. Like, he's had some heaves, but he has never just spot up taken a three in a game. And so I'm sure he hits a good portion of his free throws in practice, and then he's just missing them in the game he shot so bad from the free throw line so like that stuff typically translates but not always i mean bruce bowen that played for the spurs back in the day was an awesome corner three-point shooter but he was he could not make a free throw to save his life so it's not it doesn't always correlate so it's possible i think that he should develop it i think that that's the future of the nba is that everybody has some kind of skill game whether that's shooting or passing or whatever. I mean, I think it's going to be really difficult to continue to be in the NBA as just a straight-up big man and not have any sort of skill game to you whatsoever. And Steven has some skill game, but he doesn't have a chance to really showcase it. But if he could pop out and hit a corner three, and it's like if he took two a game, you know, and if he could hit 33%, like I think that would be helpful to the team. I don't know if next year it will happen, but – I mean, it is, it does say something that Sam Presti mentioned it at his end of season press conference. Was has Brooke Lopez always been Taylor? You cut out there. What was your question? He's probably asking: Has Brooke Lopez always been a good free throw shooter? And we'll find out. Taylor, are you there? He's not. Oh, listen to his beeps and boops, trying to try to get him back. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, Brook Lopez came out of nowhere this season, taking threes. I mean, the the number of threes that he made this season um, is kind of crazy. Taylor, are you there now? Oh, no. Can you hear me now? Yes, we yeah. can. I can hear you. What now. the heck? This was what I was asking. Was Brook? Andrew, I don't know how you knew this, but yes, was Brooke Lopez always a good free throw shooter? Yeah. Because he didn't take three pointers for a, a long time in his career. The answer is yes. 
He is 70% with the Lakers, 81% with Brooklyn. Like he's a career 79% free throw shooter. Oh, that's a bad sign for Steven. Yeah. Oh, no. So, Brooke Lopez at age 30 took 512 threes and shot 36%. He didn't start start taking threes until two years ago. Two seasons ago, he took 387 threes with the Nets. How many did you take the year before that? 14. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, he went like eight years without taking a like three pointer, um, and ever since he has been, he's been really consistent at like thirty five percent, thirty six percent every year. Yeah, yeah. How many points do you think Brook Lopez averaged this season for the Bucks? Uh, I want to say eighteen. I don't know. Ten. He's 12 points a game. I just found that a really difficult question to answer in my own head. <laughs> and then I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. I do remember. I mean, he played a lot. They played him so much. Yeah, he played twenty, almost 29 minutes per game. And I feel like every time I see highlights and he's making baskets, he's just directly at the top of the key outside the three-point line. Yeah, It's like every one of his shots is right there. And it helps so much. It, like, it doesn't matter if the other team knows that Brooke is going to trail and just stay up there on offense because it opens up just enough room for Giannis to do whatever he wants that it really doesn't matter. He's perfect for Giannis. He's absolutely perfect. Hey, guys, I have one more question for you. But before I ask that, I want to talk to you about Oklahoma Shirt Company. Bing, bing. And their Shirt of the Month Club, $10 a month, gets you an Oklahoma-themed shirt. Each and every month. And just for signing up, you get a free introductory shirt. That's an Oklahoma-themed shirt every month. And then, if you're in another state, Texas, Arkansas, Kansas, Jay's a lot better about remembering these than I am, then you can get that theme shirt every month for 10 bucks. If you love states, you can get all of them for 10 bucks each. And also, if you have a special event coming up, a bachelorette party, a book club, a secret meeting that is not so secret that you can't have T-shirts. They can help you make T-shirts for that thing. Call them up. They get them to you fast. They help you create the, the logo or the picture or whatever you want on that shirt. They'll help you put it together. They're fun to work with. And at the end, you get a dope T-shirt. Check them out and support those that support us. Our final question. Are you about to know about myth, 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 and peeved? Is anyone miffed and is anyone peeved? Taylor. Yes. So are you miffed and are you peeved? I'm miffed at my neighbors up here in T Town. Oh, one. Tell. So I have a couple neighbors, like literally next door, and they're old. They're older guys. They're brothers. And they're kind of a uh, how do I say this? White they're like pretty white trash, right? And so they're like oh. drunk all the time and stuff. Okay. And so I'm leaving for work yesterday and and they're nice to us. They're nice, but one of them pulls me over and he says, "Hey, I know I don't know you that well, but can I ask you a question?" And I was just immediately thinking, "I, I don't want to be here right now." Uh-huh. And he said, he said, "Could you pass a drug test for me?" Oh no! And I was so really? shocked. Yeah, 
So I lied and said, absolutely not. <laughs> Which was a total lie. And then um, I have a couple other neighbors. Last night I was doing some work outside on like my front porch because it was nice outside. And I heard someone like sneaking around. And I was like, what's going on? And so eventually this guy's head pops out from like beyond my fence. And he goes, oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to be here. And I was like, can I help you? And he said, yeah, sometimes the mailman like uh, puts our packages at your house. And my wife told me to come over here and check. Dude, this is at 10 p.m. last uh, night, by a, the way. That's a lie. If he was, did you just see the top of his like face? He was obviously sneaking around. You should have asked him advice like Tim the Toolman Taylor and Wilson, his neighbor. <laughs> he didn't pop up over the fence. He was like sneaking around the side of the house. Oh, on and your then- side of the fence? Dude, yes. No, I'm saying like, okay, I'm in duplexes, right? So each duplex has like a half fence so you have some kind of privacy in the front of your house. And so he's sneaking around and I hear someone and he pops around to like look around my house. Yikes. And he said, oh, my wife sent me over to check for packages. Guess what, my friend? That was a lie. (laughs) He came back five, five to ten minutes later too and said, is there one on the side of the house? And I said, no, there's no packages over here. I promise if there's a package, I'll bring it over to your house. <laughs> this would never happen in Oklahoma City. Never. Never. This is a very Tulsa uh, thing never. to happen. I, yeah. I, I do not speak to my neighbors beyond hi, and then I run inside. I speak to all my neighbors, actually. We're outside all the time, and I'm actually going on a vacation with my neighbors. This fall. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's, what? Yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going? To the beach. Man. Which beach? Uh, Florida Beach. I'm trying to imagine the neighbors that I would go and I on a vacation with, and there's no chance. Uh, oh, I know. What, if, what about the ones across the I street? Can't, I can't. <laughs> I, uh, that's actually not, I, I was going to say I can't name one of my neighbors. That's actually not true because across the street there are two men. Their name are Ben and Jerry. <laughs> so I can do that. Yeah. My neighbor has got. I, I don't know if everyone in my neighbor's having a problem. I have. I'm miffed and peeved. I got a problem in my backyard. Uh, feral cats have turned it into just a disgusting sex party. Oh really? Oh, yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I was watching these cats yesterday. They're right in my backyard. I was like, man, I need to get them out of here. I just put up a bird feeder. They're trying to kill my birds. Oh. So I've attracted the birds, and I've attracted the cats. And the cats uh, find my backyard very romantic, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you know, it turns them on, and they're they're just getting it on out there. And now they're wow. gonna, there's going to be kittens, and it's it's just going to be a whole oh, this going to be cute. There's all these kittens. I just imagine hundreds of kittens in your backyard. Uh, okay, so I was miffed the other night. Um, we went to Red Rock Canyon Grill for Amy and I's birthday dinner. Oh, because you you and your wife share the same birthday. We have the same birthday. And how romantic! It was great. Uh, our children were there with us, and so afterwards we went on a little walk around the lake. Our kids brought their bikes. It was great. We pr- were probably close to like three-quarters of a mile or something away from Red Rock at this point. And my son looks at me, and he says some words, and the words are, I have to poop. <laughs> and I'm like, how bad? He's like, real bad. Okay. Oh, no. All right. So like, we got to go back to the restaurant. And he's like, okay. And so he's going fast. I made, I made the mistake of like working out the day before 
and my legs are absolutely killing me. I'm like can barely like jog. And so I'm like in like look like a baby deer dad, like running toward Red Rock. My son is going as fast as he can forward and then as fast as he can back to me saying, what's the holdup? And then he's like, I got to go. And so I'm rushing, I'm sweating. And like, we finally get in there. Like we burst into Red Rock (laughs) and like, who do I see? But like a, brand new client right at the door like when i walk in oh my and he's God. i'm like oh hey man what's going on <laughs> luckily it was just like a a nice how's it going but it was just like almost like a seinfeld moment like in the moment of me just like looking disheveled and just sweaty and like my kid needing to poop like run right into him but uh he made it everything was good man uh, so i want to say it again how romantic it was a romantic evening um, <laughs> out at the lake. That's wild. The, the 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 trip, the bike around the lake Hefner is such a longer trip than I've ever been comfortable. Like I've done it once, and I was like, "Well, let's ride the bike around." I know. I went. I went with you, and, and it, was it was miserable. Miserable. You know why? Because like we never rode bikes. No, that's why. No. <laughs> Never, and that we was were, our first thing. Like, let's do this, like, and we yeah. were on like we, we. I think we were both on mountain bikes, oh, without a doubt. We were so stupid. That was so stupid. It was at the end, man. Here's why I don't think it's smart to go travel with your neighbors on a vacation. Yeah, that's a lot of time to spend with people that you don't spend that much time with. We spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, but what, yeah, you know, but, but you can get on weird fights and vacations, and then like. And then, like, your neighborhoods change forever. Yeah, I don't And here's true. here's a question. What if he falls in love with your wife? <laughs> what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? Now they're neighbors. Now you guys are, like, like, it's not like you can, I don't know, not run into him anymore. Man. Consider this for your marriage. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening.